Hey everybody, and welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. My name is Mung, and I'm joined here by my co-host Los and our producer Dan. Hey everybody, it's Los. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Addicts podcast. Uh, took a bit of a hiatus, a lot going on. I am now a resident of Dallas, Texas, after a long and arduous move from Vegas. Um, Dan had a big birthday. Just a lot going on, and we're finally back. Yeah, you know, actually, this episode is going to be all about us, kind of a biographical piece. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're going we're gonna to get to the football stuff real quick. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we have one vote for that. Uh, okay. Is it your vote, Mom? Uh, yeah, that's my vote. Hey, I vote. By the way, I'm actually talking now. Oh. I have a real microphone. Wait, who are you? I'm what? Nobody. What is Bye. this voice? What? What's going on now? <laughs> All right, that was our producer, Dan. Uh, he will be commenting every now and again uh, now that he has a microphone of his own. And uh, actually, today we're going to be starting our Quick Snaps uh, series of podcasts where we're going to break down uh, one team's fantasy skill positions uh, in a quick uh, 15 to 20 minute segment. Quick Snap! Quick Snaps. All right, let's get started. Uh, of course, we are going to start with. Da Bears. Da Bears. And uh, I think we should start with talking about Alshon Jeffrey. Now that uh, we've shipped Brandon Marshall off to the New York Jets, um, I could see it going either way. But personally, I think that Jeffrey is going to have a monster year. I, too, believe Alshon Jeffrey is going to have a monster year. Marshall's out of his way. He's the clear-cut number one option um, for receiving the ball in Chicago. Um, you could have said last year that Forte was the number one receiving option. That game has changed. Tressman is gone. Elshon Jeffrey will have the most catches, barring injury, for the Bears this year. Yeah, you know, his uh, his yardage dipped a little bit last year, down to 1,100 yards, but that's still really good, and I could see him probably finishing this season with uh, a, a little bit more yardage, probably in the 12, 1,300 range, and I think he's going to stick right around that double-digit touchdown mark absolutely i mean near a double digit touchdown mark even a dip down to 1100 the guy was a second year player last year had a phenomenal rookie season he's just going to keep improving and improving as long as jay cutler can get him the football absolutely i think that jeffrey is well worth his current adp or where you're going to get him in about the early to mid second round of your drafts and i think that he's going to produce and probably finish with low end wide receiver 1 or high end wide receiver 2 numbers. Yeah, i completely agree. He's a low end wide receiver 1 for me. Um right right at the uh near the end of the second round for me. Yeah, i agree with that. Uh so let's talk about one of the other big big targets that Cutler is going to have to work with Martellus Bennett. Sure. Now the the problem with Bennett is he had he had a great season last year. He had a career year with 90 receptions. Uh he had almost 1000 yards and he had six touchdowns. But honestly, I I could see him regressing this year. You know, Adam Gase his he's he's going to be utilizing Bennett in the red zone, but I don't see Bennett getting quite as many targets between the 20s. What do you think? Oh, I fully expect him to regress. Uh, Trustman chucked the ball all over the field with a, or Cutler threw the ball over the, all over the field because of Trustman's offense. And that is not the offense that we're going to be seeing. This is going to be a little more classic Bears football like everybody's been used to. Maybe not the young kids that are listening. Maybe they just know, you know, throw the ball downfield, Jay Cutler football. But Bears football is hand the ball to your running back and throw it here and there to maybe move the chains. 
Yeah, you know, personally, I could see Bennett still still having decent stats, probably around, uh, I want to say seven, eight hundred yards, and probably about five to six touchdowns, just about where he has been the last couple of years. Yeah, and don't don't get me wrong, I'm saying that he will regress, but he is still significantly more of a sure thing than that muddled middle of uh, tight ends that happens after, you know, you've got your Gronk, you've got your Jimmy, you've got your uh, Greg Olson, you've got your uh, Travis Kelsey, I think, this year. Um, Then you get a bit of a muddled middle. I'd still have uh, Bennett near the front of that second tier of, or if you have Gronk on a tier of his own, then I guess at the front of the third tier of tight ends. Sure, I think that Bennett is still a serviceable low-end tight end one, but there's no reason to reach for him. I think you can get him probably in the eighth, ninth round, somewhere around there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if anything, people are going to see last year's stats um, and and overshoot on him, people that aren't uh, Bears fans that don't follow the Bears situation as closely. Yeah, I would say that's reasonable. Uh, you You mentioned real quick that the Bears may may try to go back to a, a more ground-and-pound uh, old-school approach That's right. Uh, now that John Fox is in town. But I do want to throw out there that uh, the defense probably isn't going to be very good this year, even even with the pieces that we've added. And I think that they are still going to need to throw it uh, quite a bit. Oh, they're going to need to, that's for sure. And that's going to preserve Jeffrey's value, preserve White's value. Well, I guess preserve, it's his first time of value. I guess, we'll get to him shortly. Um, they'll be throwing the ball. It's just not going to be, you know, chuck it around, throw the ball towards the running back 130 times in a season, stuff like that. Things that we're used to with Tressman are long gone. Well, all right, so speaking of running more, what, where are you projecting Matt Forte? Because I know that you and I uh, aren't, don't, don't exactly see eye-to-eye in terms of his fantasy value this year. Sure, so Matt Forte, um, I, it, okay, in a standard league, Matt Forte is a running back one, definitely, um, probably about number somewhere in the mid-first round, something of that nature, to me, in a standard league. Um, he's still going to be the workhorse on the Bears. He's going to get a lot more carries than he had last year, but he's going to have a lot less catches. Um, in a PPR league, that bumps his value down uh, quite a bit. In my, uh, Not quite a bit in terms of a ton, but he's, not, he's probably an early second rounder in a PPR league. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's going to be a low-end running back one just because there are so few, you know, sure things at the running back position these days. Um, he's definitely he's definitely going to split a little bit more of the workload, but he's still going to be uh, the main guy in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Now, last year he had just over 1,000 yards rushing and six touchdowns on the ground. Uh, but what really boosted his his production fantasy wise was his 102 catches for 808 yards and four touchdowns. Yeah. Now I could see that being cut in half. I could see him going for about 50 catches this year, probably around 500 yards, and maybe a couple couple receiving touchdowns there. Um, personally, I think his rushing numbers might go up a bit. Mm-hmm. To, to compensate for that but at the definitely. same time I don't, I don't see it uh, I don't see him finishing as a as a top five running back this e- season even in a standard league no not even in a standard league okay. um, guys that I would take ahead of him uh, I would take CJ Anderson even okay. um, I would definitely take you know AP Lynch uh, I would probably even take uh, Murray ahead of him even in Philadelphia 
I would not take Murray ahead of him. I'd take Charles ahead of him, but we, we just like Forte, we have far different lookouts, um, outlooks on Jamal Charles than each other, but that's, that's why there's, that's why they're called opinions. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so you said that you would draft Forte in, in the early second round? In a PPR league, yeah. Uh, end of the first, early second. Okay, see, I, I think where I have him, I'm just not going to be owning him in any leagues this year. I, I think I, would, I wouldn't I would really take a chance on him until the mid to late second. I mean, yeah, you can't forget, he's one of the few stud backs that can do it all. And he's a, he's a, a three-down back in this league where very few guys are. Sure, that that's fair. Um, I think that Forte is certainly going to be at at a minimum a running back too. So you're certainly getting guaranteed production from his position. So he's a relatively safe pick. Mm-hmm. Um, another another knock on him, however, um, just looking at pure numbers of balls thrown towards the running back um, for PPR purposes. Uh, last year, the Bears had 137 targets directed at the running back. Um, that was under Trustman, of course. Uh, the Panthers, or sorry, the uh, Broncos, where Adam Gase was from uh, running the offense, although I guess Peyton Manning technically runs that offense, but let's say Adam Gase ran the offense. Um, the Broncos had under 100 targets to running back, so that's about a 40, could be a 40-catch swing, at least 40-target swing. Yeah, absolutely. I, like I said, I think Forte's receptions this year are going to be about cut in half. Sure. I think he's going to go back to pre-Tressman's numbers where he was averaging 50, maybe 60 receptions a season. Sure, yeah. All right, let's move on to everyone's uh, least favorite quarterback, uh, Smokin' Jay Cutler. Yeah, Jay, I've loved you for so long. Um, I, I really thought Jay was going to do great for the Bears, and just after years of saying Grossman and Blake and Orton and – well, Cutler's Cutler's certainly an upgrade over those guys. He's he's Is still he? a good NFL quarterback. When you throw thirty picks, to, are you an upgrade? Uh, yeah. If uh, <laughs> I mean, come on, are you really saying that you'd rather have Rex Grossman over Jay Cutler? No, I just I, Cutler burned me bad. I was he was my boy. All right, well, for the purposes of, of this discussion, Cutler as an NFL quarterback is probably middle of the road, but still in the top half. But as a fantasy quarterback, he still has value. It seems like everybody's kind of throwing dirt on his grave when I, I still have him as a, as a mid to high end quarterback, too. Do you want to play a bit of a quarterback game then? Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Do you have a list of quarterbacks readily ha- handy? Because I do not. Yeah, all right, let's let's go through the list. Um, so, obviously, Rodgers and Luck. Yeah, um, let's go through the obvious ones. Come on. All right, so Rodgers, Luck, Wilson, Cam, Peyton, Big Ben, Manning, Breeze. So we're already at about seven or eight. Yeah. Ryan, um, did you say – you threw Eli Manning. I'd, throw, I'd put ahead of Cutler easily. Sure. Uh, Tannehill? Tannehill, definitely. Uh, Romo? For sure. All right, here's where it gets a little bit murky. No, say Stafford uh, and then say now it gets murky. No, I do not have Stafford that high, my friend. Mm, Stafford Stafford will be fine. I think Stafford and Cutler are right around the same range for me. So, all right, so what about guys like, um, all right, let's go with Tom Brady. He's yeah. going to miss four games. Uh, Brady. Keep Brady. Okay. Uh, what about Flacco now that Trustman's in town? <sighs> Yeah, that's interesting. Um, 
I've put some thought into it, but not a ton. I think I'd probably go Flacco under Cutler or over Cutler just because of Trustman now. Okay, agreed. What about Sam Bradford? Okay. That's that's where the range starts getting there, sure. How many quarterbacks are we through? Uh we're at about twelve or thirteen right now. Okay, so not starting in a in a uh standard league. Or I'm sorry, no, we're actually at fourteen. Okay, so definitely not starting in a standard league. Um so you have Stafford sitting there, you have I have Bradford sitting there. I'm sure there's a couple other guys that have to jump up ahead of him. I've I've got Philip Rivers for sure ahead of him. Sure. Uh, Bradford for me is just slightly ahead of him, if only because of the injury risk, because I have to then burn a roster spot on Sanchez. Right, I agree. If you if he can stay healthy, then it's far and away and far and away ahead of Cutler. So two guys that I have right in the same range as Cutler and Stafford are Teddy Bridgewater and Colin Kaepernick. What are your thoughts on those two guys? Hmm. It'll be interesting to see what the 49ers offense turns into. Um, yeah, that's that's a similar range right there. And the other one you said was Bridgewater. Bridgewater has some weapons too for him. But if you're going by pure weapons and talent, then I have to take Cutler over Bridgewater. Okay. I think that Colin Kaepernick's actually kind of interesting, uh, and we'll get to him more when we talk to the 49ers, when we talk about the 49ers, but I think that if they open up that, that read option offense a little bit and let him, let him run around, I think that Kaepernick could, could be a, a pretty uh, good sleeper, actually. Yeah, definitely a, a decent quote-unquote sleeper pick, due, just due to recency bias. Okay, so we agree that Cutler's probably about a mid-range QB2 then? Sure, I just thought there were more people that would jump ahead of him. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to go with the uh, streaming quarterback approach, I think that Cutler's a decent option. I mean, you just can't start him until you see him put together two good games or something. Yeah, that's that's very true. It would make me nervous, but honestly, I think he's one of the better options if you had to go that route. Sure, okay, I can see that. I mean, you're not going to go after EJ Henderson, what, EJ, oh my gosh, Manuel. Yeah, that's the one. E.J. Henderson, I think. What does he do? Was he a linebacker for the Vikings? Uh, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> okay. So I'll take your word for it. But let's uh, let's go back to the Bears. Let's finish out with uh, the rookies now. Sure. Um, or at least l- let's talk a little bit about the running back situation behind Matt Forte. Def- so we've got Kadeem Carey, who he drafted last year. I think he's all but done. Uh, so you think that Langford's going to be the new uh, guy, so to speak? Yeah, Carew was a guy that the Trustman um, and Emory regime wanted. The, I mean, the, there's a new uh, there's a new sheriff in town, and they jumped in and grabbed a rookie running back. Yeah, but you know, honestly, as in terms of handcuffing running backs, I think that it's really not worth owning any of those guys. I think if Forte were to go down, Jaquiz Rogers would see some work. Carey and Langford would both see some snaps. I don't think that anyone would really be relevant. Yeah, Daniel Thomas, they also uh, took a, not a waiver, obviously. Well, but Daniel Thomas isn't good, so we won't worry about him. Well, none of these guys are really great. I mean, none of them are worth a start. Well, I think Jaquiz has, has proven that he can be a capable running back. Okay. I think I think that if I had to pick one guy to own, if I owned Forte and he went down and I had no other options, I would go with Jaquiz. Yeah, Rodgers had, had a 3.6 yard per carry for his career um, while showing us that he can quote-unquote run the football well. I don't know. I, I 
it, so for fantasy purposes, none of these guys are worth owning. It's going to, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a timeshare backfield if Forte goes down anyways. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. Um, all right, well, let's end with the first round pick, Kevin White. Mm-hmm. Now he just recently turned 23. Yep. And what, what are your thoughts on him? I think that's a little old for a rookie, but I don't think it's going to be any sort of issue. The guy has massive potential. The guy is massive. Um, you don't take a guy, if you're a smart GM, at number seven overall, unless he's great. Unless you're, I think uh, Darius, Hay- Darius Hayward Bay went seventh overall a few years ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you talking crap about Darius Hayward Bay? He's a superstar just waiting to break out, right? Andrew Luck's got to love him. <laughs> okay, so what what do you think if you had to guess what what are what is your guess for White's stats for this season? I could see White having between the change in the offense um the craptastic defense, although it should be on the improving side, um and Jay Cutler, I'm thinking that White will have somewhere around four to six touchdowns and probably about eight to 900 yards. Okay. See, I actually have it flip-flopped a little bit. I think that, you know, there, there are definitely some concerns with John Fox, not liking to play his rookies too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that white is going to be used pretty well in the red zone. So I could see him getting five, 600 yards, but I could see him up to seven, eight touchdowns. Hmm. Really? So you don't think those red zone touchdowns are going to go to Forte as much? Uh, Agreed. I think that White is going to be one of Cutler's new favorite targets in the end zone. Okay. Now, how do you think Eddie Royal impacts that? Because he's not a bad red zone target either. And Jay Cutler put Eddie Royal's name on the map when they were in Denver together. Absolutely. I think that they're going to regain some of that chemistry that they had when he first started his career. Sure. Um, And I think Royal is actually a a sleeper. You can probably get him pretty late in drafts right now. And I think that he could be a high-end wide receiver four, maybe even a wide receiver three. Oh, I would would imagine that Royal's going to go into the season as an undrafted sort of guy. And he had over 100. I think he had, it was darn near 100 catches in that crazy season with Cutler. Yeah, but see, now that Cutler's got Jeffrey, I don't know that that's going to happen again. I don't think that Royal's going to see that many looks. Uh, he's going to be more of that pressure outlet when Cutler just needs to dump the dump the ball. It's all a matter of what the defense plays, I guess, but yeah. Yeah, I think that, you know, while Royal's an interesting sleeper, I, the problem with him is, you know, you're kind of playing that guessing game with which week is he going to get that random two touchdown game right no and i completely agree and i don't think this bears offense is going to have enough receptions to go around to make him relevant agreed all right well that is our quick snap breakdown of the chicago bears uh we will be next time uh next time we're going to talk about the green bay packers the yeah yeah we got to talk about the packers though there's there's just too much fantasy relevance there not to so Join us again next time when we break down the Packers. Again, I am Mung. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at FFA underscore Mung. That's M-E-N-G. And this is Nick Jurgelis, the Los, as my friends call me, at FFA underscore Los. And you can also find... Am I supposed to talk here, guys? Oh, yeah, that's you. Oh. oh Come on, Dan. You're you're part of the team. Oh, good. Oh, I'm Dan. Uh, You could tweet at me if you really want to. 
at FFA underscore Dan. That's D-A-N, guys, for those can, of you, you that don't it? know how to spell that. Nick, can you uh, can you spell it for me? Do you know how to spell that? I think it's at F-F-A, uh, that line thing, and then D-A-N-N. I think you just earned yourself a gold star, mister. Did you say two N's at the end? No. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank, thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. That's right. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Tell us what you liked, what you heard, what you didn't like. Send us your questions with hashtag FFAQs. Thank you, addicts.